Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Beautiful Hustle, the podcast that connects the heart to the hustle of the beauty industry. Today, for our bonus episode, I'm here with my beautiful friend, Miss Jessica Saunders. Well, hello there. Happy to be here with my handsome and talented friend, Philip Procopio. We are really excited for this Christmas bonus episode that we are bringing you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about Serious Business, which is one of the most celebrated business educational events within the industry. It's designed to expose, evoke, and evolve our thinking. Serious Business combines inspiration, education, and wisdom from some of the world's most innovative thinkers. We are so excited today to have the pleasure of interviewing Miss Deborah Neal Baker and Carol Augusto. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you for, it's great yeah. to be here. Yes, thanks for having us. We are so excited to have you guys. I'm, I was so excited to have this collaboration because both Jessica and I have attended Serious Business several times and every single time walk away with just a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. And so we definitely wanted to partner to, so we could get the word out there for Serious Business this time around. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, Serious Business was one of my first exposures to a big <clears throat> business event. And um, I remember the first time I went, um, Marianne Williams was on the stage. And my mother and I are both really big fans. And I had to call her in the middle of it. And I was just bawling my eyes out, like fangirling so hard. I couldn't believe that <laughs> I was so lucky enough to be in that room. So you guys have been really really special to me in my career path and my relationship with my mom. Ah, oh, well, that's, 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 that's really uh, inspiring to hear because, you know, it's funny, you mentioned that particular one with Marianne Williamson. And I've been, you know, since I was a young girl, I followed her and always, you know, gleaned so much wisdom from her, uh, her thinking. And, uh, but it was funny because the audience, the young, the young members of the serious business audience that year, you would have thought she was speaking a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And how, how cool was it? Uh, if, if anybody watched the presidential debates to see Marianne Williamson on the debate stage running for president. Oh, I, I, know. I, I know. I felt really like, wow, we do a really good job putting these speakers together. <laughs> you guys are always ahead of it. You somehow have this knack for catching people right as they're climbing the ladder. That's wow. what we look for. I love That's that. That's what we look for. But I tell you, we want to acknowledge that it's getting more and more challenging because with social media, mm. you know, it used to be we, you know, Carol and I have been lifelong personal development and business development junkies. And, you know, most of the time in the past, that's required doing a lot of reading mm -hmm. books, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so we were able to, you know, like really get ahead of it because of that. But now with social media, uh, people get really popular and get mm. celebrity very quickly. So it's hard to catch them. <laughs> They get really popular and really expensive so much faster <laughs> well, ladies, than they used to. You got yes, we used to, you know, we just, you know, to, you know, the whole serious business, our whole journey, it, it was always so much fun. And I say was this part of it, it's still, we love it. But the part that was really like energizing in the past was that I can remember we would get somebody for, and I'm going to be very open about, you know, fees because people don't really realize yeah. how much these speakers cost. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So when we would get somebody for 20000 and and like a month later when they were really like known, their price had doubled to $40,000 for an hour talk, right? And we were like, yes, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you ladies lucked out. You caught us and met us before we're famous. So we'll all... So we'll we'll, we'll do it for free. <laughs> Fine. We'll, we'll all remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's recorded. You've yeah. got that in We always remember. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the other thing. Social media has changed all of this which, to the point where uh, some of the speakers that we have this year, because we're going fully virtual, mm -hmm. um, you can sometimes, you can now get speakers for a lot less yeah. because they're not having to travel. There's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a silver lining around this, and but it's also the double edge because 
we could all very easily just stay in our homes, which we're kind of doing, right? Mm -hmm. And watch people on YouTube, on their social media feeds, on all of that, and never leave the house. But one of the things that we always, you know, we're very, whether when it was in person, we've always stressed to the speakers, whoever's speaking, that uh, what we really want is for them to speak specifically to our audience. So that even if, you know, so if they have their regular shtick or script or talk that they have, we really request that they, uh, you know, get outside of that and, and talk directly to us. And I think that message has always been relayed really loud and clear. Um, it, it always feels very custom to who we are as an industry because mm-hmm. we definitely have some unique traits within the individuals who choose this industry. But I want to take it back to the beginning, ladies, before we dive too much into serious business. And I want to learn a little bit more about the each of you. So if you could take us through a little highlight reel of your career, tell us how you started and how you got to where you are today. Carol, go ahead. Oh, okay, great. Well, I, um, I've always wanted to be a hairdresser. So that's exactly what I did is I went to cosmetology school. And I was a hairdresser for 18 years. I absolutely loved it. I loved the one on one connection. And, you know, you really a, a hairdresser really gets to change someone's life every mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. That just with that one on one connection and really listening and, and being there for people. And so I always had a, a time in my life where I knew that, that I wanted to stay within the industry, but to do something else. And just to be honest, because my feet would wake me up in the middle of the night hurting. Mm-hmm. So I knew <laughs> it was time to do something else. Yeah. And I, um, I, I worked in a salon that carried a Veda. And back then there wasn't even no, this is telling my age. There wasn't even such a thing as a concept salon. So it was one of the lines, and I loved it. And an opening came up within the area, and I applied for it like three times. (laughs) (laughs) But back then, uh, Neil didn't hire hairdressers to be salespeople. So I I really, I pushed hard to to get a job within that. And I was uh, an Aveda Territory manager or SDP, and I've been a million names. You know, we change that. that Carol, but I have to, I have to interject this because it's a true acknowledgement of Carol, and she was Carol Augusto was the first million dollar. I don't know what. SDP. We were SDP. Yeah, we've had so many acronyms right. over the years. Right? <laughs> right. It's true, well, ladies. She was the first million dollar salesperson. Let's wow. put it like that. Congratulations. <laughs> I am cur- well, thank you. I'm currently an SDP and I have also gone through ten different labels within this position. So I know that relationship, but congratulations. That's a great accomplishment and milestone to be with the company for. Well, thank you very much. Um Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a great acknowledgement, Horst. You know, he did a lot of really cool things for me. It's nice to be first. I'm the third child of four, so (laughs) I've never been first. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Carol, when she, when she, you know, there's there was always like what there's awards, there's plaques, there's you know acknowledgement when you're the first at something. And when she was the first million dollar SDP. What she got from Horst was this huge, beautiful amethyst jewel mm. necklace. So, you know, um, that's really special. That What a yeah. special gift. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very special. And then after that, we, I moved into, we created a mentor position where I helped other other STPs to, to work with their customers, to take them to a higher level. And then I then I moved to Hammond, Louisiana, and ran Aveda Sales for three years when we had 10 states that we distributed to. And then I wanted to do something else. And so Edwin and Deborah asked me to move into the role of, of serious business and helping to build that. So this year will be my 16th serious business to produce. Wow, congratulations. congratulations. 
Yeah, I yeah. love this industry. Yeah. yeah. And Carol I and I be Carol and I became very, very close. We were we were close before, but we got even closer then because you know, sixteen years ago was when Edwin our dear Edwin passed. Mm-hmm. And um she Carol had just rejoined us in that role as executive director of serious business. So she and I worked and have continued to work very, very closely since. That's amazing. That's what I was, we've talked about on this podcast. I love about this industry is there's so many avenues and pathways that you can take your career from behind the chair, educator, business, what you guys are doing. So that's, I mean, that's why I love our industry so much. I do too. There's so many things to do within it. What about you, Deborah? Well, yeah, my story's a a long one, so I'm not. I'll, I'm going to get it. I'm going to. I don't know if I can even. <laughs> I gave even, it a very short version. <laughs> even the even the highlights or the or the uh, milestones. It's too many. I've been I've been in the industry for 44 years now. Wow. And. I never wanted to be a hairdresser (laughs) and, and I'm not a hairdresser. However, I was always interested in wellness and health. So what, what really initially attracted me was I became an esthetician Mm -hmm. and I was an esthetician before there were ever licenses and was one of the first uh, estheticians to be grandfathered in back in the day when they did have licenses. So that's how that's how I kind of started. But it started way before then because I was a as a young girl in a rural small town farm community in Kansas. I um, I didn't get exposed to a lot of uh, diversity mm. or any or even excitement <laughs> and. <laughs> So I would have to drive at least an hour to go to a salon and I had low self-esteem and all the issues that young girls had back then. Um, And I, when I would go to the salon, I would notice a shift in how I felt about myself. And I remember sitting in the chair, watching the hairdresser cut my hair and think, I want to be I want to be in this industry, but I don't want to be a hairdresser. I wonder what I could do. What can I do in that industry? Mm. So I started very early trying to figure that out, and uh, uh, but quickly got into outside sales with Nail Corporation mm. 43 years ago. Wow. And uh, I was in outside sales and, and then proceeded to uh, my first, the first thing I sold, a hair show, and it was a hair show at the Superdome in New Orleans that Neal Corporation was producing. And we were bringing Tony and Guy to the United States for the first time mm. to do education. So that was one of the things that, you know, back in the day we did for years. We would, you know, Edwin and I, I ended up, you know, marrying Edwin. And that's a story I can't really tell. Um, (laughs) And uh, we would go to Europe and go to the hair shows and salons in Europe. And we would seek out hairdressers and salon teams to bring to America to teach our customers techniques and all that. So we were really, you know, back then we were really known globally as an education company. What a fun career. Yeah, Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I, I still, you know, Carol and I, that's the other thing that we have in common. We both still are kind of giddy when we start talking, like, you know, the opportunity to talk to you all and have, you know, people in our talk to the people in our industry. We're just, we're still so excited about this industry and the, um, what the, the potential is the on the ongoing potential of our industry and the power that it has to, you know, really to change lives. Yeah. And I, you know, so that's, you know, there's a lot more to my story, but that's still, that's the essence of why I, how I remain passionate about what we do. Deborah, I don't even know if I've ever even told you this, but global in Dallas is how I even 
was introduced to Nail Corporation, and Bruno Patini was there that year, and it, I was just blown away. Bruno Patini, and I never missed another one. I mean, yeah, you know, awesome. that's funny, because that year we also, I don't know, and some people on this listening probably might know the name, or maybe not, but we also had Kevin Oakwan, yes. um, mm-hmm. the makeup artist there that year, mm. and I w- I said I'd never wanted to be a hairdresser. However, one of the things that I did do in my in all the things that I've done over the you know four decades is I went to uh, we had two beauty schools back then. Neil did in Lafayette and in Baton Rouge. So I went to the one in Lafayette and worked at the school, but also uh, was encouraged to go ahead and get hours and become a hairdresser. Well. So I'm a beauty school dropout because I didn't do that. <laughs> but, but Kevin Oakland was was one of our students at the Lafayette Institute at the wow. time. Wow! So I I got I created this relationship with him that endured over all of the years. And Edwin and I went to New York a couple of times and visited him. And but um, you know, there's all these little stories that are connected to the journey that are interesting, but too many to tell. Mm. So I keep hearing you guys are just like we said already, though, you are so good at seeing who's mm-hmm. up and coming and who, what's going to be new and next. You brought Tony and Guy and all these amazing people. So for our listeners who are looking for the new and upcoming talent in their salons, what's something you look for when you look for someone to bring into your company that maybe give a little advice to our listeners they can translate into salons and spas? Uh, as far as serious business on on what we look for as far as speakers to bring in, and as you know, we do a lot of speakers that are from outside of our industry to introduce people and, and have them think a, a little bit differently. Yeah. And so we look for people that really align with with our own thinking in some way, mm. and then that also align with, with the theme that we're working with. The theme is really important to us, so and I that think that, that all fits I, together. Yeah, and I think that, because from your question, what I kind of heard was, you know, really kind of, we could go macro, which Carol just did, with serious business, but it also applies on the micro level, yeah. if you want to call the salon the micro level. For me, the salon and the hairdresser, our world revolves around the salon and the mm-hmm. hairdresser. So you can take it, you know, whether we're looking for speakers or, and I'm, I'm not currently involved in, in uh, you know, re- uh, attracting or interviewing hairdressers for art for salons. But when you look at the students that we have, oops, sorry, my dog's, my dog's <laughs> going off. It's I knew okay. that was going to happen. Um, so when we when we look when you look for a hairdresser for a salon, I think you look for the same for similar things. I think you look for passion. Yeah. You look for alignment. <laughs> you know That's, that yeah. that and and I think today you really the the salon owner that's doing the recruiting has to be as open as you really want the people that you're recruiting to be <laughs> yeah. and kind of be an open, you know, an open vessel for learning and exposing them to your culture and your way of doing things. Uh, so I think that's a lot of similarities in, in the, the skills required to be a talent scout. I couldn't agree more. And, um, you know, in the salon level, I feel like I can train technique all day long. I can't train character and drive. And, you know, so all of those prominent traits that somebody shows up with, I love a lot making sure those align with you, who you are as a person, as a company, as your vision moving forward. Um, I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. So, ladies, tell us a little bit about how Serious Business came to be. How did this concept launch? What were your roles in that process? Take us back to a little bit of how the conference began. The conference, this will be 22 years that we've been doing Serious Business. It really, it, it kind of, it, um, it really goes back to what I said earlier about we were known, Neil Corporation was known as an education company. And at the mm-hmm. time, you know, that many years ago, we were teaching, we were bringing in hairdressers to teach 
hairdresser's technique. And when we were doing hair shows that were very product neutral, we did not uh, want people pitching product on stage. We wanted it to be about education so that we, so that it was more of a inclusive and neutral kind of, uh, kind of hair show. But what we noticed is that hairdressers and salon owners, what they needed as much as technical training is they needed business acumen Mm -hmm. and business development. So thus serious business was really uh, came about as a result of that, that thinking and, and knowing that that's what we needed to work on. I love that. And it's played such a prominent role in our industry and being that avenue and that platform for people. We hope you're enjoying this interview so far. We wanted to interrupt for a short moment to thank our sponsors, Serious Business. Serious Business is one of the most celebrated business education events in the beauty industry. It is designed to expose, evoke, and evolve our thinking. Serious Business combines inspiration, education, and wisdom from some of the world's most innovative thinkers. It gives us all the opportunity to reevaluate our destiny and the importance of the work that we do. So you guys, we are so excited because we are featuring a fantastic giveaway on our Instagram page to give one of you an all-access ticket to Serious Business 2021. All you have to do is head over to our Instagram page at The Beautiful Hustle Podcast on Instagram, of course, and look for the post to enter. We are doing a live giveaway on Instagram on December 28th, so make sure you enter before then. And you guys, Jess and I have both been to a Serious Business conference and it is something you don't want to miss out. So again, head over to our Instagram page at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast and look for the post for serious business. And until next time, stay beautiful and keep hustling. When you look back over the 22 years, share with us some highlights, some you know, really moments of success that you've had? And then also maybe the opposite side, any big obstacles you ran into or struggles you had to overcome in producing the show for so many years? Carol, why don't you just, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a lot. Uh, One of the things that we've really stuck to is that for our keynote speakers, we, we look for not just a, a circuit speaker, for lack of a better word, we, we look for authors, mm-hmm. the people that are authors and speakers. So we feel like it, it gives them a, a lot more credibility yeah. and a way for people to, to the audience to stay connected to them later by reading their books and implementing some of their ideas, things like that. Yeah, like that. So that's always a, a, a thrill for me whenever, you know, some people love uh, rock stars and actors. For me, it's a great <laughs> author and a great speaker. <laughs> that's what does it for me. So that's yeah. always a, a big highlight whenever I, I think of some of the, the highlights of serious business. And then when you when you find, you know, I'm a salesperson at heart, so the thrill of the chase, you know, that still <laughs> does it for me. I love that. So, so finding, finding that person we've been smoking yeah. simon senek for you know like oh my five gosh. years he's he's one of the <laughs> and if you want to say one of our uh our major disappointments in the last 22 years is that we we pride ourselves and and our ability to uh recruit you know attract mm-hmm. and like get the speakers that we want and we have not been able to get Simon Sinek yet. Same yet. ladies. I say yet. Yeah. I hate it yet. <laughs> We're in the, the same thing is, the, the, the more time goes by, the more expensive, yeah. expensive he gets, and then we can't really afford him. <laughs> right. One of my biggest gets was Brene Brown. Yeah. Yes. That was That my, was so um, good. I still have such a crush on her. I my, doesn't. Yeah. I know. Everybody does, Brene right? Brene and Simon would be my, like, <laughs> Jess and I, when we first started this, we were like, who are our, like, ultimate would dream guest? And I said, Brene Brown and Simon Siddick. Yeah. 
And yep. I actually learned of Brene Brown at Serious Business for the first time. And of course, since then have become a mega fan girl. But, um, you know, yeah, she has grown into uh, in, she's quite famous. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And really and and really expensive at this point. She oh, yes. was the, she was one that we, you know, boy, we got her just in the nick of time. Yes, we did. And you know how I got her? Through her hairdresser. That's the that's the wow. power of a hairdresser. <laughs> didn't she go to Van Michaels for a long time? She's a big fan of Aveda. I do know that. She uh no, it was a uh, Alan Conover that's in right. Houston. That's is right. who is who she's a Texan us. remember yes yes she <laughs> is a yes she is a big Texan oh yes so that was yeah. exciting and she's yeah. also one of the coolest people you know not everyone is the same backstage as they are on stage mm-hmm. that's true and she is the same through and yeah. through that's awesome it was yeah 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 I can't say that was probably the highlight one of the highlights for Carol for me, it, it wasn't. It was probably my least favorite serious business <laughs> because, no, because I couldn't be there because oh. I had breast cancer and I was in chemotherapy. So uh, my white blood count was too low. And the doctor said, no, you can't go and be with a 1,500 of your best friends. And um, <laughs> oh. so, I'm so, sorry. so they set me up and I got to. I think it was one of the first live stream. I mean, they, we, my company, my people went through, they went through hoops to get me connected out here in Springfield outside of New Orleans. So I could, but I got to be there virtually. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, I guess my, you know, one of my major accomplishments around serious business is that I set my mind years ago that I was in, I intended that Vidal Sassoon would be at one of our events before he left the planet. And I pursued <laughs> Vidal Sassoon. Actually, she stopped. <laughs> there was no pursuing. Let's use the real word. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Yes, I'll it tell did. you what, persistence, that's the thing Carol and I both have in common. We're very, we're very persistent and uh, persuasive. So, <laughs> yeah, we got, we, you know, that was probably one of the highlights of serious business for me when we had that. The theme that year was, what, was it Legends and Icons? Yes. And yes. it was right after Katrina and Vidal was doing... Uh, things with habitat. He was building houses in New Orleans with habitat for humanity. So we, that's how I was able to, you know, work my way around that and have him show up at serious business and talk. And um, it was amazing. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. See, just be persistent with Simon. You'll get him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I have written, the most endearing letters to him that would make your mother cry. I mean. <laughs> well, you mentioned the theme, too. You always have such thoughtful and relevant themes to the conference as well. How do you come up with those? And how do you somehow know what the year needs? Because the conference happens in January, and you have this weird knack for catching the theme before it even happens that year. How, how do you guys come up with these themes? That is definitely Deborah's gift. I think it's really staying tuned in mm-hmm. to what's going on in the universe and staying connected. And, you know, you want to call it intuition or, you know, just tapping into the, the universe. I don't know. It's, it's always, it, it just always kind of shows up. It's like, okay, this is, it's kind of like the zeitgeist too. I mean, I, I'm maybe a little bit ahead of general awareness of the theme and the world, mm-hmm. but it, I'm not that far ahead of it. It's there if you're just paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of themes, this year's theme is amazing. The I, I, re- you know, rebirth, relaunch, all of these. So tell us about what we can expect for Serious Business 2021 and what the theme is and who we have lined up for the speakers. Spill all the beans. 
Well, we really, we really took the theme this year is re and last year our theme was reset but in january who who knew that we were all about i told to you reset. you guys are ahead of it <laughs> but we didn't mean it so literally yeah, really it's like okay wait a minute i need to really i need to pay more attention to this because i don't want to manifest something that we don't want right <laughs> call it wealthy call <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that would be good manifest we'll that remember that <laughs> so re is like it's re we have to re everything reimagine mm-hmm. rebirth um restructure uh go ahead deborah there's about a million well, i mean when you when you put re in front of any word it change it's a prefix and it changes the meaning it changes mm-hmm. it right mm-hmm. it changes the meaning so and I think that in a lot of ways, that's what we're having to do, like moment to moment in every area of our lives. We're having to really um, kind of change the meaning of things mm-hmm. and look at the meaning of things. And so it, it was that was, the, you know, it was that was an easy one this year. It was like, well, that didn't take any. <laughs> I didn't have to think about it at all. It mm-hmm. just made it was just so. Yeah, we'll see what Usually about six months in advance, I start to get a hit on what it, mm-hmm. what's going on. So it's going to be really interesting in the next six months to see where we are with, you know, globally, economically, with humanity in general. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I know you ladies have some fantastic talent on this year, some of which we have had the pleasure of having on the podcast um, like Miss Renee Gadar, um, our lovely Naomi Dove. So can you tell us a little bit about the talent you have this year and how you chose the individuals you chose and anyone you're particularly excited for? I'm always excited for, I mean, genuinely, I'm always excited for all of them. And I'm I'm always just really sure this is going to be the best one ever. So, <laughs> so. Well, keep thinking that because so far we've, I mean, that's, that's working too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, And we rarely ever do a repeat. And this year we're having Seth Madison back where he was at serious business two years ago. And that's because he's, he's just making such an impact and Mm -hmm. his message is incredible. Deborah talks with him quite often, but he is a, he's a real, he's a real leader, a real thought leader. He in, really is in the world of not just business, but it's like he's a he's from the heart. He's a thought leader from from the heart, and it's an, it's incredible. Yeah, he just did a the webinar for us at Aveda, and I logged into that Zoom fully prepared for a business conference. And I mean, five minutes in, we were all crying and vulnerable and our hearts opened and our minds exploded. It was, he was really impactful. So I'm really excited to see him back on the stage with, for the conference. But see, Jessica, that's the beauty of, uh, I mean, that's one of the things that I think is so important for all of us to get is that business, it's the head and the heart that come together to find, uh, and to create that, and to think like that from your heart and your head is like ideal. Yeah. I mean, that's the essence of our podcast is really connecting the hustle to the heart. And for us, the hustle is the head work. That's all the brain work and like work, work, work and connecting it to the heart. Like you said, it's, it's all about connection and relationship right now, especially in the age of social media. Uh, and by the way, I want to acknowledge the two of you for, uh, I love the name of your I podcast. Do too. Oh, the you. beautiful, beautiful hustle says it all. And it's what you just said, Philip, that it is the hustle. You have to be willing and able to, to hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but you're, what you're hustling is this thing called beauty. Yeah. And it's such a special and unique business and industry that we're in. And that's one of the things since, you know, since this is all about serious business, for, for the most part, that's the thing, too, that these, these people outside of our industry that we, that we have do, you know, speak at serious business, when we start talking to them, they're like, oh, my Lord. I said, yeah. like, they're like, of course, the beauty industry. 
and to get a message out there. And I mean, they, then they become such advocates for our industry. Yeah. Yes, they feel totally different about the about the going to get their next haircut mm-hmm. than, they did, than they did before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah. definitely the beauty industry is kind of the underdog of the whole business world. I feel like people look at a lot of hairdressers and business small business owners of salons and spas as you know just these artists and and people who just make people pretty, but it's so much more than that and. There's so much more. Yeah. And you really do have to be to, in order to create a successful business in the salon and spa industry, you have to be very business savvy. And yeah. that's what I appreciate about you guys and serious business. And, and, you know, even what we're trying to do is just really reaching that side. Cause I don't think it comes naturally for a lot of hairdressers. Um, but when you make it a connection through the heart, that's where it really starts connecting. And, and then you can get excited about business. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You're right. Yes. Another one I'm really excited about is um, Ozon Verrill. He's he's literally a rocket scientist, (laughs) a former (laughs) law professor. And his his book, it's it's on the bestseller list. It's Think Like a Rocket Scientist. You should sign up for his his weekly email. It's incredible. I just he has a he has a way of looking. His perspective is so fresh it's really yeah very compelling I think you'd really like it it is compelling and not only that but there's always one good thing that you can implement into your into your business or into your life that can move the needle and that that doesn't happen a lot so ladies tell me how the conversation went with a rocket scientist (laughs) asking him to speak at a beauty industry conference and then asking him to not do a traditional speech, but really truly speak to the crowd. What did that conversation look like and how easy was it for him to make that, that kind of connection with us? Well, Deborah actually started that. She was communicating and, you know, they became fast friends. (laughs) So I'm not sure. Well, all you have to do y'all, all you have to do is, I mean, like Carol was talking about these letters to Simon Sinek that we just don't understand how he hasn't, like, we haven't snagged him, right? I don't get it either. I mean, as soon as they read that or hear that, they're like, of course. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my God. I mean, so if, if they want, I always say, if you want your message to go out there as far as it can, as quickly as possible, share it with a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh you know you're like okay let's think about it every hairdresser sees probably around let's say just say let's say eight people a day and there's hundreds and thousands of hairdressers seeing hundreds and thousands and thousands of people every day in their chair and if you get if you get your message if you expose your message to even 2,000 of these hairdressers, think of how many people they're going to talk to and then how many people those people talk to. And this is one of the things I've loved about Serious Business for so long is just the variety of people that come in to speak. It speaks, I mean, you can, you have a speaker for every different type of hairdresser and business owner. And it's one of, one of my other favorite uh, conferences is the Global Leadership Summit. And and serious business and both of them just bring in just such different walks of life for different perspectives. And I think that's why serious business has such a big reach is because you just, you so intuitively know how to speak to everyone and make everyone feel seen. We really, we truly are, have always been, um, and because we used to use the word and then Tatum, Neil, our, our only Neil hairdresser (laughs) was so smart to take the word elevate because that's one that has yeah. been our word for the last 40 years. We want to elevate our industry. We want to we elevate the hairdressers, you know, the, the people's, the general public's perception of the hairdresser. We want to elevate them. And so now we have elevate hair. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but that truly has been a commitment of ours. Uh, you know, and it started way before me. It really started. It started with Edwin Neal II, uh, and he 
he was he he really took leadership in Neil Corporation very shortly after Vidal Sassoon, you know, cut the infamous haircut on Mia Farrow on Rosemary's Baby, the movie, mm-hmm. and started to change the entire beauty industry. So our Edwin was very, you talk about tuned in. Yes. He was completely tuned in. And he immediately like, okay, we're shifting and we're shifting now. And he pretty much took over the company that his parents had started and created it, recreated it as a very different company. Mm-hmm. And that was about, that, was, that would probably be about 50 years ago. Yeah, we were back in the day, you know, we talk about Carol being the first million dollar salesperson back over like 45 years ago. We were the first. This is when we were a multi-line distributor. Um, We were Redken's first million dollar distributor. And then we were Paul Mitchell's first million dollar distributor. (laughs) A million dollars. (laughs) And then we have a salesperson that's a first million dollar salesperson. So you can you can hear how our business unfolded and evolved and grew. Well, speaking of evolving, 2020 and going into 2020 has uh, not by choice forced us all to evolve and change and reimagine, if you will. Um, so what is serious business going to look like this go around since we can't be with each other in person? Well, it'll be all virtual, of course. And it's, you know, our, our first to do that. So it, it's been a, a, a big learning curve for me, actually, in learning how we're going to do this and how we're going to keep people engaged. Yeah. And we have we have a couple of ideas on how people could could make it the ultimate experience for them. And that would be to bring their teams together mm-hmm. to, to all watch together and participate and treat it like a, like a team meeting to kick off the new year. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, oh, I love that. A big team meeting to start the year. Yeah. 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 And, and this year with being, it being fully virtual, every one can afford to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the past, I mean, people would, the salon owners would, would do their best to, you know, not come alone and bring a few people with them or several people, depending on the salon. And but honestly, the majority of salons can't justify bringing yeah. 20, mm-hmm. 30 people to an event. So this year, it, you know, let's everybody let's, can participate. Yeah, let's take full advantage of it. Yeah. Well, we have um, our salon, Aveda, for the last two jams, Color Jam and Texture Jam. We made it a fun event, and we like did some decorations and got food and, and made it a, a whole thing so it didn't just feel like we were just sitting there. And it was actually really fun. I mean, I, of course, miss being in person with everyone, but take advantage of coming in your pajamas and having a glass of wine with some cheese while you sit and, and learn. That's Hi, I, lo- I love that. Yeah. So I've talked to a couple of salons that are actually doing it like they're in New Orleans. They're starting nice. the day oh, with cute. beignets and they're oh, having oh, gumbo that. for lunch. <laughs> okay, fine. All, you all you convinced me. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, in my territory, I am sponsoring watch parties for salons. So I'm providing swag bags for them and um, little oh, treats and giveaways and stuff for salons who choose to host a watch party together. I know know everyone's really looking forward to it. So ladies, tell our listeners where they can get tickets, where they can get all the information for the upcoming conference. And if they have any questions where they need to go with that kind of stuff, give us the details. Okay. They can go to seriesbusiness.net and they will see all of, all of the information on, on all of the speakers, uh, the time that it's going to be happening. And there is a button that says get tickets and all they have to do is there's two options there's an individual ticket and then there's also the salon team ticket I love and that. they're two different prices the individual would be of course if someone was watching it from their home mm-hmm. by themselves and then the team is for someone that was going to bring their bring their group together and each one is their own unique login so they would need to register in order to have that. Oh, I love that you guys did a, a group ticket. That's I haven't yeah. seen that yet. That's I love that. Good. 
good. Yeah, we wanted to make it, um, wanted to have it reach more people and have more yeah. impact. So this was a way to do it that's not really affordable to do it for a live event. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, I mean, at this point in 2020, we got to look at the positives and that's a big yes. positive. The whole team can go and the whole team can experience it together. Yes. So um, do you guys have an Instagram for everyone to follow? Yes, we do. It is Serious Business Conference. Easy. Perfect. <laughs> Easy peasy. I love that. Ladies, One of the th- we've had so much fun getting to know you. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. And one of the things that we love to do with all of our guests is just do three random questions off of Google Random Question Generator. Because we ask you lots of questions that you are safe and protected from that are on subject, but I can't protect you from what Google wants to know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I hope you're prepared. Okay, exactly. Because be careful. Uh, uh I... You know, uh, Carol and I are both of a certain age. And and with that certain age... um, Honestly, um, nothing is off limits. You lose your filter. <laughs> and yes, so just, you know, if you have to bleep me, uh, you may have to. That's okay. We're, we're... I'm fully prepared for it. <laughs> All right, ladies. The first thing Google Random Question Generator wants to know is, what is your favorite piece of clothing to wear? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> oh, it's now cold, so I get to wear my uniform of black turtleneck and jeans. <laughs> oh, I like that. There's a lot of giggling going on. I know. <laughs> Deborah. Um, Deborah, my current your... favorite thing to put on is my black shirling uh, lined Birkenstocks. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. comfy. <laughs> I love that. What about you, Phil? Um, right now... Ooh. Oh, I just got a new jacket that I really love because it's getting cold up here. Is it that high neck one? Yeah. You look so cute in it, that jacket. It was just a simple long coat from H&M. So, yeah. I love that. What about you? Um, I am so basic. It's my stupid black leggings. Mm. Like, I just wear them all day, every day. Because from Zoom, you don't know if they're dress pants or if they're leggings. <laughs> but I yeah. can exactly. promise you they're always leggings. Okay. I love that. Um, Okay, next thing Google wants to know. If you had to live in a state other than the one you live in, where would you live? Um, I would live somewhere where where they get a lot of snow. Come to Montana, girl. Come on to Montana. We've got snow. I'm a huge fan of Yellowstone, so yeah. yeah. All right. It looks like you're going to be. We're like half an hour away. Yeah, (laughs) looks like you need to come visit. (laughs) okay i don't know you know i've been asked that over the years you know people always ask you know people not google um (laughs) you know if you could live anywhere where would you live and i think about it and i'm perfectly content with where i live i live outside of new orleans in the country on the river I, so I'm perfectly content with that. So I don't really, if I could live in another state, I don't know. It, it would probably, if I had to, I probably would choose one of the Carolinas. I think Mm. that's, Mm -hmm. but there's, yeah. But you live in a beautiful part too. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pretty happy where I am. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely New York city. If I'm going to leave the countryside, it'll be for the big city. Yep. I love Boston. Mm. I would totally live in Boston. One of my best friends went to college there, and I went to visit her and just fell in love. So I would live there. All right, last one. Mr. Google wants to know, if you had to, so not want to, had to, go back and redo one year of your life, which age would it be? Oh, It would probably be for me. Probably 2019 going into 2020 Um, Mm. because I lost uh, my dear creative husband, Michael Baker, at the end of, well, about a year ago. He took his own life. And then we, then, you know, 
immediately went into this pandemic. So the last year has really been um, quite confronting. Mm. <laughs> so if I had one year, not necessarily a, a calendar year, but 12 months, mm -hmm. it would be in that time frame that I would probably like to change a lot. That's neat. That's special. And I appreciate you for sharing that with us. Damn it, Simon. Get on the conference. <laughs> Let him hear that. Write that in the letter. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I, I'm not good at looking backwards. Um, yeah. I'm just really not. So I'm going to say it was probably eight years ago, so 20, 2012. I would do things a little, I, a little different. No, I would do things a lot different if it was 2012 again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially knowing yeah, what I'm we sure know now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Phil? Um, I think I'm kind of like you, Carol. I tend not to look back. I'm much more of a future thinking person. So maybe four years old. <laughs> so I can just go <laughs> back. Snacks and no I bills. Say sixteen. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I can't just... even remember what four years looked like. I don't know either, but all I know is I was hanging out shirtless in a pull-up <laughs> with snacks, and that was about the oh, extent of it. Oh, you're looking at the clothes that you were wearing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not much different from your quarantine clothes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. Oh, oh, Jess, um, I think I would go back to like 2006 when I was 18. Um, just graduating high school, I was really worried when I was just graduating high school about like what I was going to do with my life and who mm -hmm. I was going to be. I was very anxious about like being a failure. Um, and I would go back and just chill out and just kind of experience mm -hmm. things a little bit more. I've always been so like, go, go, go get to success quickly. I would maybe slow down, smell the roses a little bit. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, ladies, it was so fun getting to know you. We are so excited for Serious Business 2021. Um, we are going to be participating and in hosting some really great watch parties, and we encourage our listeners to do the same. Again, head on over to their website. We'll make sure to include it in the show notes so that you can just click there and go get your tickets. If you like what you guys are hearing, make sure to subscribe to your podcast. Leave a rating and review and show your podcast host some love. Hey, and don't forget to head over to Instagram and follow us at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast. And while you're there, make sure you head over to Serious Business Conference and give them a follow as well. We thank you guys so much. And until next thank time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It was our privilege. Thank you very much. It was ours. And everyone out there, stay beautiful and keep hustling.